welcome to this episode of the Like It Our Podcast. I'm glad you decided to tune in whenever you're listening to this. So, as we always do, before we get too deep into it, we'll go ahead and say a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be able to do this, God. And God, I just ask that you would please help my words not to be spoken, but your words to be spoken, God. And that you would just use me as a mouthpiece, God, not in any way it be me speaking, God. And, God, I just ask you please help the listeners that they would be able to listen with ears that are ready to hear, God. And that you would just please, if there's someone that doesn't know you, God, that you would please help them to come to know you, God. And just please help us to be the men and the women you want us to be. And thank you so much for Jesus, God. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Alright, so, if you remember, well, by the way, last week, wasn't that not one of the most amazing episodes of the Lackadar Podcast? The long-awaited Testimony Tuesday of Tucker Lucas. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed recording it. And, yeah, so, if you remember back two weeks before that, we started a little mini-series inside the series, that is Ephesians. So, it was Ephesians 5, 3 through 21, and for the two weeks before Tucker's episode, and a week before Tucker's episode, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, we were talking about living and walking in love, and doing these, the putting off these things, and putting on these things. We've been talking about that longer than just three, two, three weeks, but that was, that's been the main, I've called them actions from the heart as the titles of this. Well, this wraps up that little part of this in Ephesians 5, and it's verses 15 through 21. So, we'll go ahead and read that, and then we will unpack it. So, verse 15 says, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Okay, so starting in verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. So, it's basically, examine how you're walking. Look what you're doing. And if you're not doing what we've already talked about and what we're going to continue to talk about, then your walking is the unwise. So, Paul is telling his readers, don't just look at it and just kind of halfway look and be done with it. He's saying look carefully. So that means to look at it with a little more, not just haphazardly, to really study and look and look in the Word, which we're going to get to that in a minute, I believe. Well, actually, we'll talk about it right here. But, you know, look at how you're living and look at what the Word says. And if they're not matching up, then, then something's wrong, and it's not the Word of God, it's you. 
So Paul's just encouraging his, or not encouraging, but telling his readers. Well, I guess encouraging them too, but this isn't a choice you can make. It's something you have to do. Look carefully at how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Then he continues on, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. So, making the best use of the time. So the typical lifespan, I think I didn't look it up before this, but I think it's about 75 to 80, maybe. Might have changed since the last time I knew what it was. But let's just say 75 to 80 years. And let's say if you're raised in church, sometimes you get saved before the age of 10. So let's say you get saved at 8 years old. Then that leaves... Say and say you die at eighty, that leaves seventy-two years that you were a Christian on this earth. Okay, but let's say you get saved at about seventeen years old, and you die at eighty. Then that means you sixty-three years on this earth. Okay, still a good number of time. Let's back it up a little bit. Twenty-five and die at eighty. This math's getting a little bit harder. 55. Yeah, 55. That's that's still a good little life. 30. 50 years. Um, 50 years old. It's about 30 years left. And you might be saying, well, what's your point in this? My point is, no matter how old you get saved, you still only have a limited number of years left until you die. So why would we not make the best use of that time? Because, and he says it's because the days are evil. I think we can all agree that the days are evil. Just horrible days. I mean, I could take the time to list some things, but we all know those. I mean, you can turn on the news for any number of minutes, maybe even seconds. And, And even if it's on commercial, you can probably still see something wrong with the world. And that's not for us to be judgmental about, but that's for us to show what we know. And and through Jesus, and we're about to get to that. But why would we waste the few 75 years where, I mean, not even that, we just proved that if you get to 8 years old, then you still only have 72 years left to to be a Christian. That's if you die at 80, and not before then. So we don't, and we don't even know what we're guaranteed. We could die before we're 75. We could die tomorrow. And why would we not live for Jesus in the time we have? And I'm saying we, that's me included. It's everyone. And then, so since the days are evil, and since we're supposed to be making the best use of the time we have, he goes into uh, verse 17 and says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So, we have a very limited amount of time. Here on this earth. He made that clear. And he made it clear that the days were evil. So now he's saying, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You might be saying, okay, I get that I'm supposed to look carefully at what I'm doing and that I only have a little while left. But how am I supposed to know what I'm supposed to do in that time? Well, that's what the Bible's for. And it says reveal what the will of the Lord is. I don't think that that's necessarily... And it can be in a lot of instances. Um, Revealing what the will of the Lord is long term. And I do think that in a lot of instances it is. Like when you were 16, 17, 18, 
planning on where you want to go to college. Or if you're 20 to, well, 22, 25, 26, 27, in that area, 28, in that uh, area, deciding and praying about who you want to marry. And and then after that, kids and where your kids are going to go to school, where you're going to live and what you're going to do. And all that comes in really a 10 to 15 year time process for most people. And yes, God does reveal that to us in his will. But it's also what we're supposed to do on a daily basis. So don't be foolish. Don't be stupid about it. That's what I wrote. And it might, it might be a little harsh, but that's basically what he's saying. Don't be stupid and know what God is wanting you to do. And I mean, we're all guilty. We haphazardly read the Bible. And say, oh yeah, God wants me to do that. Okay. Yep, that sounds like a plan. And then we never do it. So, I mean... And this is for every believer. I, I guarantee you every believer's gone through times like this and might be in a time like this now. But we're at limited days, so why would we waste that on doing things for ourselves and doing things for the world? And yes, doing things for ourselves can be good in moderation. I mean, nobody wants to live a life where they don't do anything for themselves. I mean, we're called to serve other people and over ourselves. And in a perfect world, if everyone did that, then yes, your needs will be taken care of by someone else. And, you know, that, there's a fine balance because you don't want to not serve yourself at all, but you don't want to serve yourself too much. And, you know, we've been called as believers to serve other people. And that's one of those things that we're not supposed to be foolish about. Because, like I said, we only have a limited number of years on this earth. Why would we not get what's most important figured out first? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know why we would not do that. And this we, me included. I'm not trying to sound like I'm dogging you or anything, but I'm including myself in this. And, you know, when you think about it on an earthly standard of 75 years, you think, oh, I've got time. But then there's the thing of, what if you don't die before you're 75? There's one thing. Or what if you die before you're 75? Sorry. Then that was, let's say, this is extremely morbid, but let's say you die in a car crash at 20. I mean, if you're a believer, you're going to heaven, yeah. But what if all you had was, I mean, like, and I'm not saying the longer you live, the better you are, all this stuff. I'm not saying that. But what if you did not live for Christ because you kept saying, I'll do it when I'm old, I'm do it, I'll do it when I'm old, and that never got there. Matthew West has a song, I know I talk about Matthew West a lot on here, but he's one of my favorite artists. He has a song called No What Ifs. It's a really brand new song, came out this year. Funny I said brand new, the, the, the name of his new album is brand new. Um, but it's not really new, it came out 2021, so I guess it is kind of new, but it was January of this year. But anyway, there's a song called No What Ifs. And I'll, I'll link it down in the episode description because it's a really good song. But th that's what Paul's wanting to prevent his readers for. We have such an extreme, extremely short time. So let's look how we live in that times and let's not be foolish and, and let's live how we're supposed to live. But understand what the will of the Lord is and live in that way. So we can live a life of no what ifs. So then in verse... We, read, we have not read 18. 18's where it gets interesting. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. I hope I'm saying that word right. Probably not, though. But you know what I mean if I'm not. But be filled with the Spirit. 
Alright, so that's pretty self-explanatory. And, you know, there's the there's those people that say, well, there's wine in the Bible. And I'd say, yeah, you're exactly right, there was. But it also says, don't get drunk. And, you know, this is one of those sins where, I mean, necessarily drinking's not a sin, but getting drunk is 100% a sin because it says it right there. And, you know, there's, people say too much of, Anything is bad. And also, I'd say yes to some extent. But, I don't know how I'm trying to word this. I think we think, this sin is kind of different in some ways. Because, no, it's not a sin until you get drunk. And then it becomes a sin. But other sins aren't that way. Like, you don't tell a certain amount of lies and then lying becomes a sin. I hope that makes sense. But this sin, and the drinking is, like, people people that drink, if if it causes a stumbling block for someone else, and stumbling block, something that makes them stumble and, like, doubt or want to do that, they want to get drunk themselves, or... So let's, let's, let's use this example here. So you have a former um, alcohol abuser. I'm blanking out on the words there. I hate to use the word drunkard, but someone who used to be in the sin of alcoholism, alcoholism or drunkenness, how are you going to say it? Somebody that used to just get drunk every night, and then miraculously, by the grace of God, they get saved. And then they go to this church and all this, and then they go out for rest, out to a restaurant with their family. And they see a member in that church, or worse, the pastor, drinking wine. Then... That's not good, and I'm not trying to dog you if you drink. I'm not. That's not my thing because drinking's not a sin, and we shouldn't judge people because they drink. But if they get drunk, then we need to tell them they're being, they're being sinful. But the thing about that is, if it causes stumbling block, then don't do it in public. And I mean, you know, like, so well, that's my own business. Yeah, that's your own business. But if it causes someone else to stumble, then really consider what you're doing. And. But getting drunk is completely out of the question because it says so in the Bible. And But it says be filled with the Spirit. So you might say, well, how is that possible being that Spirit-filled? And, you know, Baptists, I don't know if all my listeners are Baptists or what. If you're not, I'm sorry. That's just the only denomination I have any a lot of knowledge about because that's what I am. We don't know that much about being Spirit-filled because we're more calm and all. But the spirit, being Spirit-filled leads to... What we what we're about to see in verse nineteen, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. In verse twenty, giving thanks always and for everything to God and our Father, but God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we're not wasted all the time, and we can be filled with the Spirit and joyfulness, and then we're gonna that's gonna burst out because. I mean, if you're drunk, that's going to burst out eventually. So if you're filled with the Spirit, which is the good opposite of that, because you have control of your mind, but you're so Spirit-filled and joyful, then this Spirit is the Holy Spirit, that you're just bursting, I mean, not bursting out the song like a musical or anything, but that you're just joyful. And I mean, maybe singing's not your thing. That's okay. Maybe you express your worship to God in another way. But this is just worshiping God and spending time with other believers because it says addressing one another 
And I don't, this is not singing to one another. This is singing with one another, I believe. And, you know, none of that can happen if you're wasted. I mean, being spirit-filled is something you can do that's not being wasted. And Paul does a great job of that. He says, don't do this, but do this instead. And, you know, we as believers, we think, I think too often we want to put aside the Holy Spirit or just say, yeah, the Holy Spirit lives in me. And we don't ever want to be spirit-filled. And we don't want to... And, I mean... I think that there are times, not over, overboard's not the right word, but I think there are times we can, speaking in tongues, for instance, and I'm not saying speaking in tongues, uh, nah. I know there are instances where speaking in tongues are good, like in the Bible, in Acts 2, when they're speaking in tongues, that's great. But if you're just making noise, and you're saying it's the Spirit, that ain't the Spirit. And I mean, that that's being diff. that's not being Spirit-filled. Spirit-filled is when, Jesus and the whole, like, when you're so excited, when the Holy Spirit is just overwhelming inside of you and you can feel it, that's spirit-filled. So singing, praising, but it also says giving thanks always and for everything. I'm sorry, the Bible's really far away from me because I'm having to, I'm sitting closer to the mic and I hope the mic's working because the tablet doesn't look like it might be working as much. The mic might not be. So if it's not loud enough, please someone tell me and then I'll see what we can do there. But hopefully it has been. Verse 20 says, Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks to God. Because we have so much. I know you'll be listening to this on November the 2nd. And if I'm remembering correctly and doing my math correctly, Thanksgiving's 23 days away. But what if Thanksgiving was every day? What if we were so filled with the Spirit and so joyful that we just gave thanks every day to God? Wouldn't that be amazing? I think it would. So let's not get drunk. Let's examine. Oh, I forgot. Well, I was about to wrap this up. We forgot verse 21. Verse 21, it kind of is similar to what we're going to be talking about next week. But it says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, I don't think this is like necessarily submitting to everyone. Oh, like. The, my study Bible, and it kind of said this, and I kind of agree I agree with that. I think it's submitting to authority out of reverence to God. Because it says submitting to one another out of reverence to Christ. Those that are ahead of you or like above you in any kind of ranking that you have to listen to them, You, if, if it comes to honoring them or honoring God, always choose God. Always. And, you know, we as the United States have not really had to make that decision as much. But we might have to someday. But submitting to authorities, respecting the authority, and if it doesn't conflict with your beliefs, do it. And you know, that's hard if our political party doesn't win or if the guy we wanted doesn't win or whatever. But we've been called to respect our government and respect other people, our teachers, our parents, which that's in two weeks. Thing, Yeah. Parents is in two weeks. Husband and wife's next week. Don't mean to spoil anything for you, but if you if you ever read Ephesians, you know what's coming. But just submitting to one another and just respecting one another and loving one another and just being there for one another. And, you know, I mean, submitting just can be just having time together. And in this submitting, it's not being disrespectful. Or the person that you're submitting to lording their power over you. That's not what this is. 
or it shouldn't be what this is. But how are we going to show that we can submit to a Father in heaven who we can't see if we can't submit to earthly powers and earthly people ahead of us that we can see? And, you know, how can we do that? And if you want more on submitting to government and all, you can go to Romans 13. But, yeah. How can we say we submit to a God we can't see? And how are people supposed to believe we can do that if we don't submit to the earthly powers we can see? And I'm not saying you got to agree with them. I don't agree with a lot of things that our president has done. And, no, I'll be honest. Well, we should pray for our president every day. Do I do that? I absolutely do not do that. Not from malice, just from it slipping my mind. But, and this doesn't even have to be a government thing. Teachers, I mean, anyone ahead of um, police officers, government officials, anybody. But let's just submit to them. Let's be filled with the Spirit instead of getting drunk. And getting drunk's not the only sin, but that's just the sin he has here. And... Let's look at what we're doing so we're not being a stumbling block for anyone. That's how all this is related. Just be like Ephesians, Ephesians 5 can be summed up in these words. Be the man or the woman God has called you to be so you don't have any regrets and so you've not led anyone else astray. So, with that being said, I don't have anything else to say for Ephesians 5, 15 through 21. So I'm going to... Go ahead and pray, and then we'll move into closing thoughts. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for Jesus, God, and for giving us this instruction in Ephesians 2, and help us to apply it, God, in that we would not be hateful to people who do succumb to the sin we talked about, God, but that we would show them your love, God, and show them they don't have to stay there, God. And just please help us to not look back with any what-ifs, God but that we could live in you and know what the right thing to do is. And God, just please help us to all be examples for you in everything we do, God. And just please help us to, again, just honor you, God, and love you. And thank you for all the listeners, and thank you for Jesus. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. So, today is Sunday, so that it's the Sunday two days before you're listening to this. I like to record it as close to the day as I can, I've talked about that in the past. But, today, there's actually two holidays celebrated today. One of those is Halloween, one of those is Reformation Day. And you might be saying, what is Reformation Day? And I'll be saying, I'm glad you asked. Reformation Day was the day that this guy named Martin Luther decided to, he had had enough with the Catholic Church's practices and enough with them abusing the Bible, that he nailed 95 theses or complaints he had against the church. And if you are a Protestant, you can thank Martin Luther for that. 
And you might be saying, what does that have to do with Cosmic Thoughts? Why are you bringing that up? And I'll tell you. And this might sound a little weird, but I don't mean it to. If when, when we see doctrinal issues, and I'm not talking about like third tier stuff, like, I'm trying to think of an example, predestination or not, which that, that came shortly after the Reformation, but um, the Protestant Reformation, I guess, if you want to call it that, but predestination, believing God only elects a certain number of people or believing that it's free will, that, that issue as long as you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He came and died on the cross and rose from the dead, it doesn't matter if you think that you're elected or if you think it's free will. But I'm talking about something that's a main tier issue. For instance, like homosexuality. If your church says that's right, then don't be afraid. Don't just do it in the middle of church. Say, hey, preacher, you're wrong. Take it up with your preacher. Say, hey, man, I hear you said this. This scripture says that's not right. I have an issue with you saying it is. Not I have an issue. Scripture has an issue with you saying it is. So don't be afraid if you're being biblical. Now don't just go and go off the rocker saying Ben said that I could disagree with anything doctrinally as long as it's in the Bible. Yeah, if it's in the Bible and you have the correct context. But don't be afraid to speak your beliefs because we might still be in the Catholic Church if Martin Luther was scared. And not that there's anything wrong with the Catholic Church. I mean, if they believe Jesus Christ died, rose from the dead, and they've made him their Lord, then they're going to heaven. But if it weren't for Martin Luther speaking his beliefs, well, there, I, we might, there might not be a Protestant denomination. Or Protestant denominations, I guess. So don't be afraid to speak your beliefs in any context. Even if you're the only person that believes that, or you're one of 10 million people that believe so, don't be afraid to speak your beliefs. So, happy Reformation Day. And if you're Catholic, happy Halloween. <laughs> Just kidding. Terrible joke. But if you do celebrate Halloween, you're Catholic. No, no, another terrible joke. Sorry. But, always remember that to, to always speak your beliefs. Who knows? You might be the next Martin Luther. Doubtful, but you could be. And... Yeah, and always back people up when they speak their beliefs. If they're being valid and biblical and contextual, contextually correct in a biblical sense. And yeah. so and, and, and even if they're not biblical, listen to them. Don't cut them off in the middle and say you respect their opinion. And really respect it. Don't just say, yeah, I respect your opinion. Yep. No, I mean, be, be godly with it. But also let your let the Bible's opinion be known. Not the Bible's opinion, the Bible's fact be known. So, happy Reformation Day. Even though you'll be listening to this two days after Reformation Day. But anyway, that, that's a different story. So yeah, I think that's all I have. It's looking like right now, unless God leads in a different direction, that we will be finished with Ephesians 5 in the end of November. Well, not the end of November, because we have the testimony episode the last week of November. But, it's look, it looks that way as of now. And then December, I'm not sure, we're still praying about that. No, we'll have the testimony episode in December. And November, December, have really good testimony episodes. And we still have t-shirts, except for large size, pop sockets, bracelets, and bumper stickers. So, 
and you know what those cost. Zero dollars unless it's a t-shirt, in which case it's twenty dollars. So yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I hope you had a safe Reformation slash Halloween weekend. And I hope you have a great week. And I love you guys. Goodbye.